Everybody, welcome to the Notes My Goats podcast. <laughs> I am Brandon. And I won't shut up, apparently. I'm no, Steve. you won't. What's up, buddy? How are you? I don't know. I got yelled at like three times in the first five seconds of the podcast. It's true. You it's going to be a great day. Yeah, before we hit recording, you got called out for my chem. We were called two white boys, which is very 100% accurate. Not, not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, and uh, I think today is going to be a good day, Steve. Like it? I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Because, I think- see, we got, a, we got an album, an artist that we both are familiar with. Well, I thought I was familiar with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I, I, thought, I thought I was getting something and I got rope a dope. I was happy about it, but I was yeah. just like, one of these things is not like the other. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So, Brandon, it's Friday. It, it, it um, is a Friday. It's next Friday. So, it's, it's actually the last Friday in uh, August. Yeah, we're recording this week before, guys. We're in the yep. we're in the past. You're in the future. Um. So well, and if you think about past and future, Steve, our guest to us is in the future. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, it's nighttime here. It's daytime there. And she's 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 a, a good sport for us too. Coming on, we love sport. it. Yeah. So, guys, um, we've mentioned before a few times. We find we we put out requests for guests every so often, and there's a podcast uh, Facebook group that a lot of us are actually on people all over the place are on and every once in a while they put out a guest request we put out a guest request and i was reached out to by today's guest and uh she's actually our second guest from australia um when she said i want to be on the podcast and i saw that she's australia i was like as long as you know we're in michigan you're cool um (laughs) and uh so guys today we are gonna have we have andy gage who is a podcaster again from australia and uh, podcast hot hot girls theory Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> ah, yes, I got it right. Fuck yeah. Hot yeah. Girls Theory, guys. Um, so welcome to the podcast, Indy Gage. Indy, thank you so much for being on. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here, and I'm excited to talk about this album. And eventually, we're going to try to come over and be on your podcast, too. At least yes, we, we love out. that. Because we, we are both fun. hot girls, and we got this going. We, we, <laughs> we get do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Indy, you said, you know, if I'm going to come on your podcast, I probably want to do this album and then, or this mm-hmm. artist. And we're like, well, we haven't done that one yet. So, and you're like, what about this album? I hadn't heard of it. So I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. Sure. So what are we talking about today, Indy? Uh, so we're going to be talking about a album from Paramore. It's called After Laughter and it's their fifth studio album that released in 2017. So yeah, I'm excited because I think it is definitely a very big separation from their usual vibe that most people know them for and uh, I'm happy that it, I'm happy that it surprised you because again I've got lots to say so awesome. oh good love it good. so before before Steve goes into his deep cut Wikipedia, Wikipedia research <laughs> what is it about Paramore in this album that you're like I want to spend 45 mm. minutes talking about it so I, I I mentioned to Steve when I was talking to him, I was like, if I'm going to come on the podcast, you're probably going to get the best content if I'm talking about something that I love and something that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paramore has been that out, like, sorry, sorry, they've been that artist for me since I was like seven, you know, like that, that was like the pivot, like I was that age when like Twilight came out. So obviously it was like the decode, everyone was really obsessed with decode from Twilight. And so like, oh, yeah. you know, it kind of just spiraled from there and like, you know, the Paramore stuck and the Twilight faded away, obviously, as I got yes. older. Um, but when, you know, I got older and older, like 
all of their music just kind of related and stuck with me and ha- had helped me throughout like you know, how music does trauma, you know, processing grief, relationships, all of those kinds of things. And so, you know, I have, as I even mentioned, so again, I have Paramore tattoos. I've got two tattoos related to this album in particular. So they're just one of those bands that's like really at the top of the list for me. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Mm. Yeah, so well, I yeah, am I am definitely so I'm worried that I that Wikipedia is gonna screw me here mm-hmm. and I'm about to yell at, but it's cool. I got no, it. If if you get anything wrong, I'm not gonna like be mad. I'm just gonna be like, hey, you're wrong, and he's lying. <laughs> yeah. All yep. right, guys. So Paramore. They're an American rock band from Franklin, Tennessee. Um, active since 2004. Wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I got that one right. I double checked. Um, active since 2004. So they've been around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, the band was uh, Haley Williams, Jeremy Davis, and then Josh and Zach Farrow. Um, were they met? <laughs> my only one in joke. They met in a homeschool group in Tennessee, guys. Yup, yeah. they are homeschool kids. Yeah, and they got a band together, and it was decent. It's the first time ever in history it's ever happened. <laughs> um, so current lineup though is Haley Williams on vocals, Zach. Faro is back on drumming and who he rejoined the band back in 2017 after leaving with Josh in uh, 2010, 2010 to do their own thing. Solo ish. They were, they called a band. Their band was actually called Faro Faro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if that worked out. It came back. It definitely didn't. It, it was didn't. very churchy, very God orientated, yeah. very homeschool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, there we go. See, told you it only works out once. It all comes back. They, they jumped the shark. So, and then um, Zach is back in the band. And then Taylor York is the guitar player. So they are a three-piece band and they do pick up a studio bassist and a touring bassist every so often. Um, they don't actually have a full-time bassist as of now. What I found interesting is Haley was actually originally signed to Atlantic Records as a teenager, just as a solo artist though. And this was, it was in uh, 2003. Um, she was 13 years old. <laughs> She was young and they said, mm. no, we want you. And she said, well, that's cool, but I'm in this band with these other guys. Mm. Can I still do this? And the only record label that let her still do it was Atlantic. But there was a caveat. They said, sure, you can be in Paramore, but we're not signing Paramore. We're not doing that. You, you'll be signed by Fueled by Ramen, which is like the indie uh, pop punk mecca label, which mm. is it's ran by less than Jake's drummer, Vinny Fiorello. 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 Can't say his last name. Uh, he's an Italian guy from Florida. You all right, Steve? Um, no, I had, I had a stroke there for a minute. We're good. Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing is that they went to Fuel by Ramen, and they're still actually with Fuel by Ramen. Um, the band is signed with them. They kind of stuck with them. This is a, this is a, uh, a record label that's done. Fall Out Boy. Um, Panic of the Disco is still signed by them. Uh, Gym Class Heroes. Um, really less than Jake's been with them. There's been so many pop punk artists that have been fueled by ramen. Fallout boy was with them for quite a long time as well. Um, I was fueled by ramen at during lunch today. Me Steve. too. By, nice. by lunch. I was my whole college station was. I was oh by yeah, ramen that's true. Because, yeah. And then right. because I was spending all my money on beer. I, um, I, sp- I spent the last five minutes trying to come up with a ramen joke and that's the best. With I a had, ramen so. joke, man. Yeah, I know. Look at anyway. you white boys. Um, so, but, Guy, that's the biggest thing that I took from this band is that, that Haley is still signed with Atlantic. She actually has a solo artist career and she does some solo stuff so often, but they allowed her to stay in Paramore, which was a great idea. 
Um, I think mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's worked out fairly well for them. Um, the the band themselves they have five studio albums, they have two live albums, five EPs, and twenty six singles. So they're, they're they're fairly busy. Um, three of their last five albums, or three of their five albums, were in the Billboard Top Ten. The last three albums were top three in Australia. Their last two were in the top five for the U.S., but their third one was like eight. But in Australia, they were top three for the last three albums, all of them. Uh, this one was actually hit number one in Australia on the ARIA charts. Um, they have four Grammy nominations, including one for Decode from Twilight. We did a Twilight soundtrack back at episode 93, guys. Go check that one out. Um I think I was nice to everyone except for Kristen Stewart. Um, <laughs> I was not nice to Kristen Stewart. I can guarantee you that. Uh, the lip biting was was strong. They had one Grammy win for Ain't It Fun back in 2014. So they did win that one uh, for Rock Song. Um, I think, I can't believe only got four nominations. I think they'd have more, with, especially with how heavily popular they were. So we don't do a lot of sales talk because sales talk is really hard to do in our current modern day and age. But I do pick out how I pick up popularity as Spotify listeners, monthly Spotify listeners. So in the millions, how many millions of Spotify listeners do you think the average a month? Andy, we'll go with you first. Oh, a month? A month, a mo- on a monthly basis. Mm, I want to say something like it, maybe in the seven millions, six okay. or seven millions. I think that's a good, man, I'll go 11. Brandon's closer. What? Oh, 14.3 million. Oh, okay. So I was like fully halfway off. All right. Now, and it's, it's interesting because after laughter, the album we're talking about today came out five years ago. They haven't really put out really much new in five years. They've dabbled a little here and there, but there's, there's rumor of a new album coming. Oh, it's Um, confirmed. It's coming. It's confirmed now. Yeah. It's been confirmed for a while. It's been confirmed for a while as well because they posted about making new music on their social media. And it's, I'm guessing it kind of, it probably got delayed because of COVID, like everything else did. Yeah. And they're starting to do a lot of festival dates as well now. So they're kind so of. So it's coming wonder- soon then. Yeah. Because <laughs> nice. that's usually what happens. You start doing a lot of the festival dates and a lot of the big shows and you start putting out something afterwards because, or just, just before, just after, because you got to get your new stuff out there. Yeah. That's good. So After Laughter was released May 17th, 2017. It is their fifth studio album, uh, 12 tracks, 43 minutes long. So just, just under that 45-minute mark. We kind of love that, that 35 to 45-minute album. It's perfect because um, I have ADHD. It's terrible. Um, it is the first album to feature Zach after he rejoined the band and the first album without bassist Jeremy Davis. So there was a bit of a gap between album four and album five uh, for them. Um, I think album four came out in 2012 or 2013. So there was three or yeah, four years between the two. Yeah. Um, between them all. So there was a little bit of time in the middle there, but uh, Jeremy Davis left in there. Zach came back. So kind of worked out. Um, <laughs> now, as we've been talking, this album is a complete shift from the band's pop punk alternative rock feel. They went more like 80s pop synth new wave vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, they went 80s pop, you know, before John Mayer did it. So it was cool. Yeah. Because he ruined it for everybody else. Um, the album and the sound is compared to like a 21st century take on the Bengals with like a Paul Simon talking heads feel. So if you know those bands from the 80s, it's kind of like that. But Haley Williams is better. Better. Yeah. Yeah, better. <laughs> um, it did hit number six on the Billboard 200. Uh, 
And uh, number one on the rock charts on Billboard in the U.S. Ended up ranked number 32 on the rock charts for year end of 2017. So it uh, is there. Uh, several publications did rank the album in the top 50 in 2017. I didn't look to see what all came out that year, but uh, NPR, Billboard, and Rolling Stone all had in the top 50. Like, most of them had in the top 25. It had five singles. It's usually a red flag, but it was a lot, a lot of music coming out. Uh, Hard Times, Fake Happy, Rose Colored Boy, Told You So, and Caught in the Middle were the singles here. So lots of information, but again, when I first listened to it, it was like, what like the first track you're just like that's not like i'm expecting like a hard guitar riff and you hear like synth off the bat you're like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is this and i had my headphones and my kids look at me like i'm weird which isn't usually that's normal but yeah it's uh it's one of those things so um brandon i'm gonna start with you oh boy what was your favorite track i picked fake happy as my favorite track on this album generally your day yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much uh, listening and uh, reading the lyrics on this track, I really liked what they were talking about in the story of this one. Everyone really just seems to play fake happy, you know, and sometimes there are things going on underneath. I feel like maybe in the last handful of years, things have gotten better as you know, the, the, with mental health coming to, to the forefront and people just being able to express themselves a little bit, but Really, this kind of reminds me about when people run into each other at a at a store or whatever, and we just are asking how each other are doing. Where every time it's just like, "Oh, good," but like, are are we are we really really good, or are we just saying that to get past the situation? So, uh, musically with this track, I really liked that '80s synth happening. Um, and once we finally got into the song, and after that intro, all just super cool vibe. Wow, with this one so for me it was was fake happy so indy what about you what was your favorite track or one of your favorite tracks on this one <laughs> yeah i think um for for my all-time favorite off the track of the album it would definitely be um told you so i think that it's one of the underrated singles that came out first of all uh, the music video is like very visually and aesthetically ap- appealing to me i okay. think something that i really really love about this album in general is that they all have like a very kind of cohesive aesthetic and I think it's like the first time that Paramore had such a cohesive aesthetic for the band and I really appreciated that because I felt like it was them kind of saying like you know it's just us three but like we're really kind of aligned this time and 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 you know it's it's, it's like I feel like that it was just more genuine for from compared to the other aesthetics because for me personally I find aesthetic is very important when it comes to an album as well yep. I think it's really underrated yes. um and so you know the, the music video really brings forth a lot of meaning for this song as well and I think uh it's it, again it's like many different meanings can be taken from it but the way Haley's articulating her like you know I'm I'm really actually fucking very depressed and like I've been telling people and I've been telling people and I've been telling people and it's just kind of not it's very like um you know kind of downplayed by everyone around her and I think it's also really important to note that like whilst this album was being written and recorded you know Haley was grieving her divorce and she was experiencing a really bad 
breakup with mm-hmm. someone who arguably was a little bit predatory towards her when she was a teenager. So she was kind of her entire, yeah, her entire life was kind of turned upside down because I think she was realizing a lot of things about herself and her past relationship, not only with her former bandmates and her current bandmates, but with, you know, her past relationship. I, Chad Gilbert from Newfound Glory, who um, I think he was in his 30s and she was like 17 when they first started dating so like very suspicious um yeah. and so just, just a bit yeah there's there's been a lot of um I think influence even when going back to fake happy I think like for Haley, she talks about this album being kind of the first time she's ever been actually super candid about how she feels like you know there's a very certain kind of like um vibe of you know talking about your feelings when you're doing pop punk music that kind of resonates throughout most if not all of uh, like pop punk bands you know vibe and music and I think this was like the first time it was ever genuinely coming from her and that's why they paired it with a lot of like synth pop because it really kind of contrasted and juxtaposed what she was singing about to this like kind of upbeat mid 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 to high tempo kind of sound mm-hmm. I guess I never realized and I guess doing the backstory and the history in this I never realized how young she was when like mm. their first album came out yeah, because I knew she gave the new from the new fun glory. I didn't realize the age gap was that big. Yeah, um, and I mean those guys look young, and they don't look young anymore. I've seen some of them <laughs> recently; they're old as hell. But um, <laughs> I, I just never realized because, and it's it is it's 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 us as as consumers and like re- greasy ass record label dudes that do it. But like her and like Avril, they weren't old. No. They were early twenties or late teens. Yeah, and it was, but they were. They were made to look, and like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera too, they were made to look so much older than they actually were. Mm-hmm. And we wonder why, like Britney, they're a little bit messed up. Just a touch. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. and Haley's not, I mean, she is and she isn't, but she seems more quote unquote normal mm-hmm. than the other crazy pop stars. But um, I just, I never, I guess I never realized, I, I never realized how young she actually was. And this, mm-hmm. this album is full of that emotion mm-hmm. like there's so much and like my favorite was caught in the middle it, it, this, it, it snuck up on yeah. me because i was listening to the album and i wasn't like doing anything else i think i actually actually working on a backstory for another podcast we're doing later a, a lady gaga podcast and i was just typing away listening to the album it's kind of like keeping it going and like it caught me i had to re-listen to it because i heard the bridge and it hit me like a ton of bricks like hearing mm-hmm. Haley angelically break down like my life by repeating Mm -hmm. i don't need your help i can sabotage me all by myself was like it was like what the hell like i wasn't ready for that like this is this sounds so happy wait a second and then i listened to the actual lyrics again and i was just like wait hold on i think it's i think it's one of the most relatable songs as well in terms of lyrics because like i think everyone can attest to being in that position of like, I'm caught in between moving forward with my life and and going backwards with my life. And I don't know how to move forward. And I, yeah, it's one of the, this is one of the songs that I have a tattoo for. So I, yeah. I actually, I actually classified it as the most human song on the album mm. because it is surface level light and happy, but inside mm. it's broken as hell. If you yeah. actually like really listen to it, because like if it was on the background and you're just kind of hear the synth and you can kind of hear Haley, Haley, you're not really listening to the lyrics super much. You're just like mm. you're breezing through it. It's just like a drive track. 
And that's kind of what I was doing. And then like, I caught that one line and she repeats it like 15 times. So you can catch it. But I was like, wait a sec, what's going on here? And I had to like, stop, repeat what's going on. Listen. And I should like pull the lyrics up and listen to it and go, Oh crap. Like, wow, that's deep as hell. And it's utterly broken. But the, the like upbeat, like synth is like, like, you're just like, you're so happy you're broken. Like, wow, welcome to my life. Like, mm. this is great. I, I loved it and hated it at the same time, but I loved it because it was just like, okay, I, I can, I can attest. I can, I, like you said, I can relate a hundred percent to what she's saying right now at some level. Um, and like, I follow my kids too. Like I can, don't worry. <laughs> I got this. I can screw this up all right. on my own. Don't need your <laughs> help at all. So that was our favorite tracks, guys. So we're going to play our, our word association name game, which we lovingly refer to as the Wang. Let's play Wang. Let's play Wang. Word association name game. Wang. Word association name game. Wang. Wang. So I got two. So if you have the track list pulled up, that will be helpful here i do um, let's pull that and <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm gonna do this the first one i came up with for last because i made made me laugh it made me laugh looking at it again um because <laughs> i'm a little kid uh oh boy my first one what i use youtube for uh tell me how yes oh nice <laughs> yes all right 100 what i use youtube I'm, for I'm not on tutorial YouTube, so like I that um, was, went over my head. I am I am that guy that's like I'm not gonna pay somebody to fix that. I'll just figure it out myself, and then I pay somebody to fix it after I break it more. Exactly. Yeah. Or I buy a new one. All right. Second one, which made me chuckle. Um, turn my Audi into an innie. <laughs> There's a Seinfeld joke here. Um, turn my Audi into a mini. Oh, I have an idea. I literally have no idea. And if it's a Seinfeld reference, it's going over my head again. Oh, it's okay. Is it caught in the middle? No. (laughs) I thought Audi and any of the belly buttons like the middle of the body. Oh, no. No, it's not. Uh, Thank George Costanza. See, Seinfeld was never my favorite, Steve. Yeah, and I'm 25. So, like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, terrible. I went went old school. It's pool. Also, no. Oh, it's pool. Okay. I went with a shrinkage joke. an Audi into an innie. Oh, that makes literally no sense. I went with a shrinkage (laughs) joke. Oh, that does. Yeah. Brandon can relate. All right. I'm telling you. Seinfeld and it was it was little boy humor. So again, that's it why I keep chuckling because I'm I am you know the dick and fart joke guy. Yeah. Um, it yes. is what it is. All like right. I said, wow, I was I screwed both. Well, at least you got the YouTube one, and Brandon did at least. Wow, uh, yeah, well, I was so know, happy with my with my little dick joke. See, you know what, Steve? That's that's fine. You know, we we can't win them all. It's fine. It was perfect for the Wang game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. All right. Well, it uh, is what it is. I'll yep. go with it, Brandon. Yep. So we did our favorites. We sure did. Got to find a least favorite. Well, maybe we got to try. So I um, have one. I'll go with mine first. Okay. And mine's nitpicky, but mine's grudges. I mean, it's kind of good that you have to find something nitpicky to yes. find a song that yes. you don't like. Because no, I mean, it was you, exactly yeah. it is nitpicky, and I went with grudges because. It's not a bad track, 
but when I, when I, when I can't find one, I look for the most filler esque, like didn't really need to be there kind of track. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this one was that lyrically for me, it was the most vanilla on the album. It was a very repetitive, but not a lot of substance behind it. Of course, we all hold grudges. Who doesn't? I mean, some people, some people say they don't, but they're fucking liars. But the one thing I will, I will say that's good about this track that was like, I can find the silver lining. The drums on this one remind me of old Paramore. Well, I was just going to say grudges is actually the song that Haley wrote as a response to Josh, uh, sorry, Zach coming back to the band. Makes so sense. It, it's like, you know, her talking about like, oh, you know, we used to laugh till we cry when we were kids and like, you know, I'm so glad you're back in my life. And so I feel like that kind of relationship with the drums on the song is really what kind of brings and out, like, it's about Haley oh, like and about Zach. Yeah. And that, that makes a lot of sense because it really, it really did, you could, the production of it, it really showcased the drums of all of mm-hmm. the tracks on this album. That makes a lot more sense as to why. Mm-hmm. Um, lyrically, it was like, it was not as deep as the others. It was very, very there. But again, if it's about a current bandmate, you don't want to drag him to the freaking mud. But let him do his thing, and the dude's still a fantastic drummer. And it was, mm. it was like old Paramore. Like it went to that like quick pop punk vibe, like a little bit harder than the rest of the album. Um, to which it shows me with the musicianship of Zach that he has that that ability to like change pace, and he's a great drummer. And being able to go through this like new wave synth vibe and be able to still kill it, but then show, hey, I still got my fastball. I still got it. Don't worry, guys. I can still go back to where and play some misery business and go for all all out. Like I'm not, I don't forget. I'm still, I'm still this guy, even though we're doing something different. I like that that little bit of a glimpse that they show that, hey, we're still paramore. Don't, don't get mistaken. So I loved that about it. But yeah, for me, it was just, it kind of felt like a filler track. And it was one. So, yep. um, Andy, we'll go to you now. When we tell mm-hmm. our guests, if you if you don't have a least favorite, it's the most skippable. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I figured I figured that would be it. I again, it's like it is hard because I don't. I, I, when I skip songs, it's usually because it's based on my mood. And so for me, I prefer to listen to like the more upbeat songs. So I feel like most skippable for me would probably be something like No Friend, Twenty Six, or Tell Me How, just because they're the slower songs. But also, like I really do understand the importance that they have on the track listing as a whole because they tell a story and they relate back to again some of those themes that we were talking about that was kind yeah. of happening in in Haley's life and. Um, for me, I would have to probably say No Friend just because it's not what I'm going to listen to all the time because it is harder to listen to. But that's purely based yes. on the fact that it's just like, it's like you can't even understand Aaron Weiss. And like yes. when you listen to the lyrics, like you're like, okay, this has meaning. It's it's there for a reason. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm just like, mm, I don't want to listen to this random interlude. <laughs> I'm not, which I'm not exactly, a big fan. Which is exactly what it is. That's Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I'm, I'm really not a big fan of interludes and intermissions on albums. I feel like sometimes like they're just, there and it pisses me off like the one Stretch. intermission that I the one intermission that I hate the most is the one on a fever you can't spit out by panic at the disco because it just it's just noise and it just fucks me off <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely. and I figure that's just Brendan Yuri just going hey let's try this like, yeah and it's just him being like him being like that we he's so creative and so like like one step above everybody else he's just like I'm gonna put this track on there and 90% are going to hate it, but 10% are going to love it. And well, I don't care. I'm still <laughs> Brendan Yuri. So like, listen to this for a minute and like, he'll just do his thing. For sure. For sure. So Brandon, what Andy, about you? 
Indy, I'm just going to piggyback right off you. No friend was, was my least favorite. I, I, if this was one of those tracks where I'm like, just like, as I'm listening to it, doing it, doing other things, this track came on and I'm like, what the hell is going <laughs> yeah. on in my head right now? Like, it's, it's like, did they forget to, to master the lyrics to mm. come out more? Like it. And so finally, once I was like reading the lyrics, I'm like, okay, I understand it, but I still don't like it. So, yeah, it, it takes like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, you'll listen to it when you listen to the full album back to front, because it has context and like yeah. adds context to the rest of the album, but it's just, it, and I, I, don't, I don't hate it. Like, I think that the, the audio of Aaron's vocals being turned all the way down kind of mimics this like feeling of being kind of suffocated and struggling to get your voice yeah. out and struggling to be heard. And so I think that's really what they're trying to do with that specifically. Ooh, like um, that. Yeah. So it's just, I, it's a, it's more of a um, symbolic song rather than a song that kind of like it adds substance to the album, but it's not really like a song that I listen to all the time because it, I can't like detach it from the meaning, if that makes sense. Yep. yep. No, that makes complete sense. So guys, we just finished up our least favorites. It's time for our second game. It is time for Shatner's Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, this is Shatner's Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Shatner's Poetry Slam. All right, guys. So I have taken two other tracks. If you, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I've taken two tracks, and I am going to read the lyrics as monotone with minimal inflection, or if I have inflection. It's going to be completely bonkers and off the wall. And Steve and Indy have to figure out what song I am reading based on the lyrics. So this should be the easier one for you. This well, I'm yeah. hoping so. Yeah. All right. Well, easier one that he can actually read all, all the words to. Exactly. Yeah. There are some albums that I just there's like things I can't say. So uh, <laughs> valid. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right. Makes me laugh every time. Here's the first one. Think I'm tired of getting over it. Just starting something new again. I'm getting sick of the beginnings and always come to your defenses. Forgiveness? Nope. Is it 26? It's not. I guess it's good to get it off my chest. I guess I can't believe I haven't yet. You know, I got my own convictions. And they're stronger than any addictions. Told you so? Nope. Damn. But no one's winning. Song title, To Feel About You Now. Song title, To Feel About You Now. Tell me how. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice I was really work. struggling because I was really trying hard not to laugh at you because it was just so funny to say <laughs> that in that way. I was just like, yeah. I can't even focus on trying to figure out what this song is. Yeah. That's why That's why this game is terrible because you're like, wait a second. I, I've heard this before. I'm like, ah, mm. oh, but you're... yeah. You're trying to so like, like 
replay what he's saying in Haley's voice and you're trying to like listen to it in your head. Well, yeah, you're also trying uh, to find like context clues in the song. Like, yeah, what could it be? That's yeah. what I do. Right. Oh, for sure. All right. Here's the next one. That one I started in the middle of the track. This one, I'll be nice and I'll start at the top. Oh, <laughs> jerk. I know. I can't think of getting old. Caught in the middle. Oh, man. Line one. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it right to the wall. Uh, I knew I had no shot. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, was you, started at, you started at the start, and I think because I'd finally gotten used to you talking like that, I was like, okay, I can focus <laughs> yeah. for this one. Okay. Get, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, to get through one to get to there. Oh I understand. Gosh. I love it. Yeah. Nice. Well, that was, oh, Siri just went off on my watch. Okay. All right. So let's get into our deep cut dark horse tracks now. To some people, this might be, you know, a musical something with the track that people might you might want to tell people about. This might be, you know, your second favorite, whatever we want it to be. I'll start first. My deep cut was pool. Um, and here's why. When musicians use instruments to get a particular sound, I have to give them credit. Now, I don't know if you guys heard this, but for this track, the use of the chimes and other percussion instruments like marimba, xylophone, that sort of stuff to make the water drop sounds going mm -hmm. on in the back really got me thinking about water and a pool and like just all of those particular things. Um, so that was that was the main highlight with this one that you know, if someone was to say, hey, I want to listen to this album, which is which is a good one. You know, I'd first say fake happy, my favorite. But then I'm like, hey, if you want something really cool. Listen to pool and listen specifically for this based on that. So, uh, yeah. So that one for me, it's it's super simple and easy. But pool is my deep cut track. Indy, we'll pass it over to you. Did you have a deep cut dark horse track? Um, well, for, I, for me, I feel like the whole album really is just like amazing and I love it and I will feel like that's not a very like uh, interesting opinion I will just kind of go off, <laughs> go off of what you said about pool in particular um even though I have like lots of different deep cuts I could talk about if I'm gonna add on to what you're saying like to me pool is a really good example of like a hidden breakup song because if you listen to the lyrics it's her reflecting on her relationship with Chad and it's also a callback to another song from well at least my interpretation I can't say that this is how everyone would see it but a callback from a song from the self-titled album which uh had a song called um Be Alone or I think it was Be Alone it might have been a different song but she basically talks about like walking an entire ocean to get to where Chad is like to get to where this person is that she loves and you know kind of feeling like the whole world is you know you know um, big and and when she's with him like everything else is fine and I feel like Poole is a really big juxtaposition from that again because she's talking about how suffocating it actually was to be with him and I think it's kind of that situation where it's like once you're out of a bad relationship you then realize how fucking shit that relationship was and you're able to kind of have this new perspective on it and um, I think for me for Poole lyrically it's just like I, ha I have a lot of you know I, I relate to that song quite heavily you know I've been in a relationship that felt very similar and, and ended very similar in, in a sense of like I felt very betrayed and I felt very like you know I wasn't the person that I had originally entered that relationship as I was coming out of it and when you're trying to grapple with that you kind of you're, you're kind of saying like I'm not 
angry at you for how I am now, but you are definitely like the cause of it. And like, kind of, I guess it was about coming to terms with it. So I just think lyrically, it really brings out that kind of like, um, I guess like self-reflection on a relationship where you're not Mm. talking about it from like a perspective of like, you are a bad person and I don't love you anymore. And like, you know, you know, kind kind of if you talk about like traditional like breakup songs, like from Taylor Swift, for example. And I'm not hating on Taylor Swift specifically. I'm just saying like her vibe. Don't worry, I have. Kind of, I've, I've hit on. I know you. I, I know <laughs> you have. But like that kind of vibe, I feel like it's it that those kinds of breakup songs have never resonated with me because I feel like they're not doing the internal work to also realize like how you were in that relationship. And I think that pool is just mm-hmm. one of those songs for me that really like I think helped me when I was coming out of that relationship as well. Hit the nail on the head on that one. Absolutely. I would I would hundred percent agree with with that that Haley is not Taylor. There's mm-hmm. you can she has no problem telling you like the complete full emotion that she's feeling and she ain't hiding behind a damn thing. Like you can feel it, hear it, mm-hmm. sense it, taste it, everything. It's all there. It's it just, you live yeah. that emotion with her. And mine, my dark cut, deep course dark cut was actually the uh Are you all right there, Steve. No, I I fucking blanked out Stro- for a second there. Again. Fireball hit me for a second. I don't know what okay. happened. Um, uh, my uh, mine was uh, "Tell Me How," the last okay. track on the album. Uh, because if you ever had a relationship or a friendship that ends badly, like you grow apart, or you grow apart, like it ends badly, or you just have grown apart from each other, but you really want to stay connected to that person. This is what this track's about. It's I don't. I don't know if you want me around. I want to be around, but I shouldn't want to be around you. It's, it's, it's such a weird feeling that mm-hmm. if you've gone through a breakup, that's been shit, even mm-hmm. a friendship that's been, it's like to end it terribly bad, but you're like, I still care about you and I still want to be around you, but you're an asshole. And I don't think I should want to be around you and you don't want to be around me, but I don't, I can't get you out of me. Basically mm-hmm. it's how I took it. And it's, it's so emotional and like the heartache that's here and Haley just absolutely freaking nails it. She, and, and to end this album with a track like that, where the first 11 tracks, while there are some sad parts, generally it's a very upbeat album. You're, you're like happy, even though like life is shit in some situations, you're still feeling pretty good. And then tell me how happens. And you're like, well, what the hell happened there? And it's, it, it leaves the listener with something really to ponder and work through because like a lot of other tracks in this album, you can relate to mm. what she's feeling, which is why I said that she's <clears throat> not like Taylor because she paints the picture so vividly that you're like, yeah, I've been there. I've been exactly where you are or where I think it's were. also she paints the the kind of the story vividly but she also does leave room for interpretation like yes. I think even even with forgiveness like that's also another I have lyrics from forgiveness tattooed on me and it's I know that forgiveness is technically about like again her relationship breaking down and and someone in her life wanting forgiveness and it's more about like a romantic relationship you can kind of infer it onto any kind of relationship breakdown and for me like I really related it to like family stuff and you know family having like that breakdown with them and them wanting forgiveness and me just like not being able to give that to them and I think that that's kind of what I love about Haley's writing and how I always loved about Haley's writing is that it's always been relatable 
not necessarily just because she's a relatable person, but because she's articulating herself in a way that anyone can kind of listen and go, hey, I've I've been there, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's not like there's some hidden meaning. There, I mean, there's the things mean a lot more different things, different things to her. But like yeah. you said, it can be interpreted to be like even just surface level, like, man, I've been there. And then you feel the emotion behind what she's saying. And you're like, I may not have been exactly there because somebody done pissed, like somebody really got to you. Like you, somebody really, really screwed mm-hmm. this up. But we've all felt those feelings in some way, shape or form. And this is to me, even though this came out in 2017, this is a lot how a lot of us were feeling in like 2021, like after coming out of COVID it coming, I mean, not that we ever have come out of it. Still, we're still in it, but we've started meandering around people again. We started getting relationships back. We lost a lot of people. I mean, I was hitting the block and unfollow button on Facebook. Like it was candy, like <laughs> done. Get the fuck away from me. Um, and I haven't even gotten back with those relationships because of things that happened during the pandemic. And you're like, I can't do it. It just, it was so toxic. And I feel like listening to this album was like working through some of those emotions that even though this came out three years prior to a lot of the bullshit we've been dealing with for the last three years, it's like, I can rephrase this and go, wow, man, this, this breaks down the pandemic for a lot of, like a lot of things like surface level, super duper happy underneath. We're Mm. all depressed and anxious and like broken. And we don't know what the hell to do. And we can't tell everyone we're depressed, anxious, and broken because, well, our neighbors can't even come see us right now because (laughs) we can't. So it's like, it's a, it's a weird feeling. And to have her go through that prior to all of the BS that we all have gone through. And then to feel that again, is like, wow. And then to end the album with this track is like, well, now I got to rethink my whole life. Like what the hell Haley? Like I was, I was having a good time. We were jamming out to some keyboards and just chilling. And now I got to rethink my whole entire existence for a minute here. And I did sit back and like, I list, I could think of two or three different relationships and friendships that I've had in the last five years that have ended terribly. And it's like, oh, I wonder how that person's doing. Like, oh, I don't really fucking care, but I wonder how they're doing. You know? <laughs> sure. Um, but it's 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 kind of a like you said, the album is it's such a it's a weird shift from what you're used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna go right to my final thoughts here. I was surprised from the opening jump. Like I did the backstory, so when it told me it was gonna be new wave, I was just like, "Yeah, but is it Paramore <laughs> new wave? Like they're gonna mix a couple of keyboards and then call it new wave? No, they they literally owned the whole '80s synth new wave vibe and went went for it 100. Um, it wasn't just a band trying to play and cover that vibe; they actually put themselves deep into it. Um, I wasn't expecting the '80s the '80s vibe at all from Paramore. I, I understand they're good musicians. They're Haley's fantastic. Even her solo stuff, she can do everything. But for me, this just opens up what this band can do because it, it's. I read, and I could be wrong. Indy, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> prior to this album coming out, they were considering hanging it up. Yeah, there was a consideration of being done because it was like just, very, 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 very actually about to happen. Well, and... they just weren't being. They yeah. weren't being like pushed anymore they were just kind of like it was a rut and they were just like we're doing the same old damn thing like and then they had this idea to just turn the turn the corner and let's do something different they weren't even considering breaking up because they weren't being pushed or they were like stuck in a rut as you said like it was 
very much brought on by the court case that Jeremy Davis brought towards Paramore mm-hmm. as a whole. Okay. And, you know, they had, so they had a, a friendship breakdown with someone that they had considered really good friends for years and a years. founding and years, member of the band. Who then decided to turn around and sue them. So there was, you know, that really added a lot of contention to the band. And then, you know, Haley was experienced, like she just kind of gone through her divorce as well. So she's, you know, realizing that she's been cheated on she's realizing that the person that she was in a relationship with was was also like not the person she thought she was um so realistically Haley was at the point where she was like I don't have the emotional capacity to go on anymore and something that I really love about Haley as a person is she's very candid as well about uh, experiencing uh imposter syndrome and really feeling like obviously being famous you know everything you kind of do is put under a microscope and there's been scandals with her. Like I remember when I was a teenager, like, you know, her like nudes got leaked and, you know, she's always been kind of criticized and, you know, put under a microscope in that way. And hypersexualized and so can... too. She's always been oh, hypersexualized. For sure. For sure. And, and it I makes me that... feel weird now because I know how young she was when I was in high school <laughs> and she was younger mm. than me. And now I feel even like, mm. like I feel a little grimy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's is that like you know reflecting on that behavior you're like okay it's better than you not feeling like shit and exactly but looking back at it from like the year like being being a dad now and looking back mm. at it from like 20 years ago i mean like wow she was super hot and like all this stuff and i'm like she was like 18 like yeah well i was i mean i was in my mid-20s but still like it's like okay now and i guess and now that i would hope society has grown we haven't some of us have but as society is worse than they were 20 years ago, now you look back at it and you're just like, oof, that was a bad look. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, let's not talk about that for now. And just like, uh, like I feel terrible. I feel greasy. Yeah. yeah, 100%. And so with them being in that space, you know, it was really actually like from what I've read. And, and I, there's a really great essay that Haley wrote for Paper Magazine in like 2018. And she really kind of reflects on how like it was, it was Taylor who you know, had the music, like he was the one who was doing all of the synths and the 80s vibe in terms of like how it was sounding musically. And Haley was just like, not like she was really struggling to write something for what he was giving her. And then he kind of like kept pushing her and pushing her. And and that was really what caused them to end up actually, you know, creating the album, especially with Zach back on board. And so without the album, like we wouldn't still have Paramore. And especially if it didn't do as successfully as it did, because I think it's kind of interesting when a lot of albums, uh, sorry, a lot of artists will take a different route and approach to their music. A lot of the times their original fan base will be a bit like, what the fuck is this? I feel like this is kind of one of the first times where I didn't see that like feedback as much. I saw a lot of people being like, hey, I really like this. And I think that also might be down to the fact that Paramore didn't really release albums as often as other artists as well. Like they were very, very spaced out, very, very thought out, very particular. And I'm, I'm with you. I love it when an artist takes a chance. One of my favorite bands is Weezer and they, mm-hmm. they don't put out the same album ever. They put out something new every single dang time and they take that chance. And sometimes it burns, it crashes and burns. And it's just like, Ooh, that was terrible. But then you come back and they took that chance and it landed and it's, and Haley's been quoted saying now it opens up a whole bunch of doors for us. Now mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going to go next. Like, but they have the musicianship to do it. That's the thing is they brought on musicians to help them make this, the, the, you know, the guitar player and the drummer Zach are here and they're, they can do whatever they're doing. Like, the production value is fantastic. So 
who knows where they'll go next. Like they might go folk music. And I'm, I'm, Haley can do vo- vocally. She can do everything. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't seen her do anything that stumped her yet. And I've seen her do yeah. a lot of different things. So it's, it's kind of like as a, as a music fan sitting back and just going, Ooh, what are you going to do now? Like, how are you going to turn this into something different? Like, and just to sit back and like gobble up whatever she gives me now. I'm like, okay. And now that I heard this one, I'm like, now I'm like, you said the next album has been confirmed. Give me something else. Let's go. Let's mm. see what you got. Oh, we're, all, we're all waiting here. Like waiting for it. Please. But for me, for this one, I went with a seven out of 10. Um, not anything just differently. It's, it's, it's a great album. Um, just looking at a couple of things tweaking here or there. I felt there was a couple of tracks that they probably could have cut, made it a little shorter just to even it out a little bit. But even then, it's not a bad album. It's 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 really good. So, Andy, I'm going to have you give us your rating and then we'll have Brandon kind of carry us home. What do you, so what were your final thoughts and your rating on this one? Mm, I mean, I don't want to just sit here and be like, it's a 10 out of 10. Because you could, I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I agree with, I agree with your, um, your criticisms and what, you know, your feelings and thoughts about it because I definitely think, and again, it's one of those albums where it's like, um, you know, it came out in 2017. I had my breakup in 2018. I had falling out with my family around that time too. So like, it's kind of one of those albums that I listened to it like a lot when it first came out and, the, and thereafter. So it's at the point where like, I don't listen to it as much because like, it's kind of got that like association with those events kind of with it. So like, I do listen to those songs, but when I really am in the particular mood for it. And obviously I listened to the album back to front again before coming on here and like preparing to do the show and I was like oh it's kind of it was like refreshing to have listened to it with a purpose Mm -hmm. um and I think that it still stands that like this is definitely one of my favorite albums of all time especially from Paramore specifically because of the raw emotion and I think it was like the first album for me like and even Hayley talked about this and reflected on this like I feel like she rode the wave of like that teenage angst throughout you know you've got all we know is falling riot brand new eyes definitely in there and then self-titled was kind of shifting back towards it it was still like angry it was still kind of like angsty but they had ain't it fun so it was shifting towards that pop vibe already and so I don't think that this was like such a complete shift that we weren't expecting it and so I think for me like this album is really just that finally like coming into adulthood and like experiencing adult emotions and articulating them in an adult way instead of you know kind of relying on um I guess a formula a a pop punk formula Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's for me why it is a 10 yeah. out of 10, because I've matured with, and even though I'm definitely younger than Haley and I'm, you know, that kind of thing, like I've matured with Paramore throughout their albums and every single time an album has been released, I feel seen. And that's again, going back to why they're one of my favorite bands. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fantastic. So, all right. Uh, for me, I, I enjoyed this album. Um, and it's i mean it's it's different i mean we've talked about it it's it's a little bit different but the one thing that one major thing about this album that really gives it that little bit extra for me is they use those 1980s sounds in the 21st century that a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't use unless it's intentional in the music industry and so I really liked getting a lot of those synth and you know other percussive sounds going on um yeah just an overall a really good listen I was not familiar with this album 
going into it. Um, definitely familiar with Paramore, but not this album. And so I was expecting misery business ish. Um, but if people, not just whoever, are fans of Paramore and haven't listened to this album or fans of the pop punk, whatever, take a listen to this album. I highly recommend this album. We all recommend this album, I would say. Um, and for me, I'm giving this one an eight out of 10. Steve? Yes. What now? I didn't stroke out. We're good. You didn't stroke out. No, you're I was good. listening and I didn't fumble my words. You're good. So now, Brandon. Yep. This comes to the point of our show <laughs> where we give our guest time to talk about what makes her happy and the things that she does with friends. Like, you know, me and you do things together. She's got a friend that she does something pretty fun together. Yeah. And um, they have a podcast as well. So, Indy, mm-hmm. you want to give our guests the, you know, 30,000 foot brief overview of your podcast, The Hot Girls Theory? Yes, absolutely. So, I host a podcast, as mentioned, called Hot Girls Theory. We explore the world from the theoretical perspective of two hot girls. So um, taking on sex positive feminism, you know, talking a lot about dating, relationships, that kind of stuff. But we also draw a lot from pop culture as well. And so there's honestly like no real niche to it. If you're interested in anything, you might want to check it out and uh, yeah, see if you like it. And if you vibe, keep listening. That'd be great. And if you don't Um, keep listening. Yeah, exactly. Just just keep listening. Like, hate listen. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> oh, yeah. I tell everybody um, hate listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, valid. It's still a listen regardless. Yeah, right? so, yeah exactly. Yeah. Number. I like it. Yeah. So that's, you can find me um, on social media as well at Fueled by Indie, which is obviously a reference to Fueled by Ramen, as we spoke because <laughs> it's been my, been my like handle for everything social media related since I was like 14. So I'm just never going to let it go. Um, Cause that's how much of a pop punk kind of person I've always been. And uh, you can find Hot Girls Theory on social media as well at Hot Girls Theory. Yes, and I, I 100%, guys, you'll see the graphic on our graphic, and check it out. There's a lot of fun stuff in here. I did check out the uh, the podcast from July 20th, uh, the sex toy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, I was like, let's talk about sex. I'm in, and it was like toys. I'm like, well, hey, let's see what we got going on here, um, and uh, learn some stuff. Um, did I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah, good. I'm hundred percent. Um, I'm a little bashful, but not really. Um, <laughs> no, um, it did make me blush a little bit. So Brandon, make sure you got the cold towel. You'd be good to go. Um, okay, good to know. um, but I say, I say, check it out. Maybe when you're not working, um, <laughs> just one of those things you might get distracted, but it is, it is fun guys. You guys, you guys, you and Ash really do seem like you're having a good time. And you, you don't just talk about like the fun topics like sex toys because <laughs> um, Brandon, sex toy podcast, us, let's go. Um, no, no, never mind. Nope, not doing that. Top five um, songs for sex toys. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we can, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop that. I like it. Okay. Um, so, but there's, you guys talk about, you know, very, very body positive things. And, and you know, the one I want to listen to that I didn't check out yet was the non-binary one. And like, and like, like there's different things that are out there that you you tackle the big topic 
graphics too. It's mm-hmm. not just the fun stuff. So it's not just always fun, even though there is some fun, I'm sure in there somewhere. Um, like, yeah. us, but, but it's, it's not just, you know, surface level. You guys do go to some of the other things. I wasn't going to say deep because that sex toy. Can happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we go deep. We, always we go deep. deep. Yeah, we go. <laughs> um, so is, it's, oh man, I gotta go. Woo. <laughs> there it is. Um, I just, I, I really appreciated the the one I listened to um, yesterday, and then I'm, I'm going to talk about some more. But because there there's a lot of topics on there, and I don't hear the perspective often, so it's mm-hmm. it's coming from like you said, the white guy. I'm like, well, hey, what's what's going on here? And check some things out, and try to you know broaden my vibe a little bit here, figure out what things going on. And I let you bring guests on. You talk about other stuff. I'm looking forward to being a guest at some point. Um, mm-hmm. I have to brush up my sex toy talk, but I got this. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'll talk about. We'll figure it out. But I, I, I mean, really do appreciate you listen to the episode, and there's definitely some good tips in this. So literally the tip. Um, just yeah. Saying. Um, it is there. Just <laughs> oh the my tip. gosh. Um, Brandon, are you good? How you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Oh. So. Andy, thank you so much for being on. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad I didn't screw up too much about Paramore and, and really had a had an expert here to bring me in. And you brought an album that I was not anticipating. And I don't think Brandon was either. And we both mm-hmm. were texting back and forth about it. And I was just like, I was like, Paramore, question mark? And he was like, have you listened? And I was like, yes, question mark. Um, and he was like, I like it. I'm like, so do I. I just was... Our, our, we, we talk like teenage girls sometimes in our texting. It happens. Sometimes, yeah. Um, most of the time, actually. Yeah. Um, we're very catty. But um, I I really appreciate you bringing us on here and being on with us. It was a lot of fun. And the fact that you are in the morning um, on Thursday in yeah. Australia and we are at night on Wednesday in Michigan. Um, we appreciate you. And we look forward to being on the podcast, connecting again very soon. Guys, go and check out Hot Girls Theory. I am sure you will I find just I just subscribed on Apple Podcasts. So. <laughs> Did you tell your wife? <laughs> I'm sure she'll notice. <laughs> she'll notice something. Yes, oh, she man. will. Your Amazon card just filled up, didn't it? Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It will at least it will tomorrow, at least. Oh, my go, Brandon. Gosh. All right. So Brandon, anything for our or our fans? Friends, um I mean all just, five of them listen to this one and not I, I don't know. I Kiss don't Bob. know. Right. Uh, just follow us on all major podcasting platforms, guys, mainly Instagram and Facebook. We generally generally hit up the Twitter, but it's just it is what it is. It's a sporadic. It is sporadic. until until Zuckerberg owns it. Then I'll get more on there because I can put it on myself. I'm not, sure. Absolutely. It's easy. Um, but you guys can also find Steve on TikTok at Steve Madol. You can find me on TikTok at Brandon.Alberta. Follow us there. We, we've got ridiculous niches on social media that make absolutely no sense to the podcast but whatever Um, i remember when i I first checked out steven's um tiktok and you was just everything was like duetted and i was like can i hear this man speak like i was and that's what i told him (laughs) no i was on tiktok for a good two years prior to steve and all of a sudden he duets doesn't open his dang mouth and then just all of a sudden has like close to ten thousand followers i'm like how why don't fucking know I don't know. I made fun of him. White guy with the beard. Exactly. I made fun of him for two years for being on TikTok, and I was just like, "Eh, "It can't be that hard." So I went on there and I started doing it. I was like, "What the hell's your problem, man? Like, what the hell? This is super easy." And he's like, "How?" And of course, your most watched video is the Mario Kart. Yeah. The 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 Wiener Cam. The Wiener Um, Cam. The Wiener Cam helicopter one. That's a very great. That's my that's my favorite. I still watch that. I still watch that one. Makes me laugh. This is what I do. Uh, But guys. 
follow us there. Thank you for being on, uh, Indy, again, once again, for being yes, on the podcast. Thank you so we do much. appreciate you. Uh, nice guys, awesome. check out her podcast. Check out one of ours. Um, and then we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Bye, guys. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats.